0: It's time to
1: meet the Aqua Sox with Pat Dillon and Steve Willis. Welcome back to the Tulalip Resorted Casino pregame Show. Joining me right now, pitcher for the Everett Aqua Sox, Matt Walrod. Matt, we're going to ask you a question between 1 and 100. I need you to give me a number.
2: Uh, We're going to go with uh, 69.
1: 69, okay, good number. Let's go ahead and just ask the question, leave it at that. Something (laughs) you would like to learn to do that you don't currently know how to do?
2: Um, live completely off the land, no resources, no nothing, just completely off the grid. No uh, electricity? No electricity, uh, I just want to build my house from scratch, all that stuff, no plumbing, none of that. How long would you last for? I would like to think I'd last the rest of my life once I would learn the skill, but... Now I'd probably last three days.
1: So I see all these guys out here; they're always on their phones, their computers. Are, are you one of those people that just doesn't like to do any of that? Do you, do you just like to sit out the window and kind of daydream, or what's what's your <laughs> what's your philosophy on life there?
2: No, no, I definitely like to, I like to use my phone. Uh, I definitely use it quite a bit, but sometimes I feel like I use it too much, and that's the exact reason why I would want to do it.
1: Okay i got to ask you before we talk baseball, the mustache. And I've noticed by going through some of your social media, it's its kind of morphed throughout the time too. What is it about the mustache and facial hair, and do you like to change it up from time to time?
2: Um, sometimes I'll, I'll change it up. I'll go uh, straight flavor saver sometimes, but my mustache, it's usually pretty consistent year in, year out. Um, I got it from uh, like a three 3 out of my four uh, uncles, well, one of them being my dad. He, uh, they all had mustaches growing up. Like, my dad got married with a mustache. One of my uncles still rocks it to this day. So so it's just been in the family for a while. I just got to keep it going.
1: Give us a little assessment of your uh, your pitching style for those who maybe haven't watched you yet. Obviously, uh, just got here recently. What kind of pitches do you like to throw? What kind of pitches are you working on right now?
2: Um, right now, I'd say I'm working on my fastball. Uh, I'm trying to get back up to velocity right now. I'm coming off injury, so it's uh, just kind of getting back into things. So. Mostly fastball, and then sliders, kind of my strikeout pitch, my power pitch.
1: So Cisco College, correct? Yes. Where is Cisco College located? And tell us a little something about it.
2: If you guys know where uh, Fort Worth and Abilene are, it is exactly in the middle. It's two exits long. So you can easily miss it on I-20 if you're not paying attention. Well, right there, it sounds like people living off the land, right? Yeah, pretty close. (laughs) Damn near. Damn near. Well,
1: tell me a little bit about pitching there. Uh, what did you work on while you were there, and uh, how did that experience go? Obviously, it worked out. You made it to the minors. So give us a little rundown as to your college career.
2: Um, it was more of just just about developing uh, kind of that stage in your life, as as most pitchers, is you want to gain velo, but also hone your craft and try to throw more strikes and, and spot up. So I would say the biggest part is just developing as a pitcher in general.
1: You've uh, You've been all over the minor league system here so far. Modesto last year. You were in Arizona rehabbing earlier this year. Everett now what's it been like joining this team and talk a little bit about those transitions and moving from time to time
2: Oh, man, it's been a ton of fun. Uh when, when you're in rehab and anybody that's uh, been in it can attest to this, uh, you just can't wait to get out there. So, And it was a good transition. These guys are, are a ton of fun. So it, it's been a really good time since I've gotten here.
1: You seem like the type of person, every time I see you, big smile on your face, you kind of blend in wherever you're at, aren't you?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I always have a smile on my face, always laughing. Uh definitely, definitely giving some shit to the guys, uh, no, no doubt about it. But, but yeah, it, um, I just like to have a good time.
1: Here we go. Matt Walrod, pitcher for the Everett Aqua Sox. Thanks for your time. Best wishes. Thank you. Welcome back to the Tulela Resort and Casino pregame show for the Everett Aqua Sox. And joining me right now, Brennan Michelson. Brennan, what exactly is your title with the Everett Aqua Sox?
3: I'm the strength and conditioning coach with uh, the Everdock Sox right now.
1: Strength and conditioning coach. This guy is working these players over time and time again. Before we start asking you about your job responsibilities, I need a number between 1 and 100. Uh, 72. 72. OK, here we go. Your question, what would the perfect weekend look like for you?
3: Uh, being back home with uh, my wife and dog out in, uh, in Missoula, Montana.
1: Missoula, Montana, okay. Now, you grew up in Western Washington, correct?
3: Correct, yeah. I grew up in uh, Sumner, Washington, and then went to Washington State University for my undergrad, and then uh, the University of Montana to get my master's degree. So how
1: does the guy that goes from Western Washington to Montana, now lives in Montana, come back to Western Washington? Was this always kind of the plan?
3: Uh, it just kind of worked out that way. I just—it's good being home when I'm working, uh, seeing family, and then you can't—can't can't beat uh, being back in uh, Western Washington during the months of June, July, August. So I'm—I'm I'm always
1: curious about the—the uh, the path that a, a guy like you takes. How do you become a strength and conditioning coach within a Major League Baseball team's organization? Was it something you went to school for? Was it something that just kind of happened along the way? Give us a little bit of a recap there.
3: Yeah. So. Obviously, I said I went to Washington State University, got my undergrad in uh, sports science. But um,
1: well, what my, was the thought when you were go, going through your sports science career?
3: So I uh, started working at the the rec center um, and was able to get my my personal training certificate when I was like 19, uh, and kind of started really enjoying that, and kind of just took the next uh, the next step in that, which is strength conditioning, and, and got my minor in that at Washington State University. So I did a. An internship for like three semesters there and then uh, graduated and uh, was an intern with the Mariners in 2017 uh, with their AZL team and then I was able to get into grad school and got my masters uh, at Montana and I interned there as well with their uh, sports performance department.
1: So, do the strength and conditioning coaches in a minor league system, do they kind of follow the same path as a player? Is it ultimately to try to advance through the AA, AAA into the majors? What is a long term goal for you?
3: Uh, I mean, I'm not necessarily, I'm not entirely sure if it's like I, I'm in high A right now, I got to get to AA. Uh, me personally, it's really nice being home and then being close to family and stuff and enjoying the weather, not being in 90% humidity like it is in Arkansas right now. So, uh, it, for me personally, it's just trying to, to be as comfortable as possible in the, in the spot that I'm in. If, if I am able to get a, a, a AAA job at some point, that, that'd be great. But it, I'm not necessarily like trying to go high A to double A AA to A all in, this, in the same order like the players are now.
1: I know this is a loaded question, but you can give me a short answer. What does a day in the life of Brendan Michelson look like? What are you doing on a game day, for instance? Obviously, I see you down here with these guys on the field before the game. Does it involve morning workouts? Does it involve things after the game?
3: Yeah, so I guess since we're on the road right now, let's just go through like a a road day. I I normally wake up around 8-ish after getting back to the the hotel room around 11, um, get some coffee, I'm a caffeine addict, as all strength coaches are. Um, and then I normally uh, have a gym bus that takes us to like a local gym, or uh, if the the field has a nice gym, sometimes we'll we'll take take it to the field too. Um, gym bus is normally around like 10:30 ish, somewhere around there. Uh, we'll lift for about an hour, an hour and a half at a, at a gym, and then we'll take the bus back. Uh, and then our first bus to the field is around one. So I'll sometimes I'll jump on that bus, sometimes I'm able to hang it back and in, and. In, do some computer work in the hotel room and stuff, but uh, after that, it's kind of stretch the pitchers, they have conditioning, position players are stretching right after that, and they, they sometimes, they'll, they'll go through some sprint mechanics once or twice a week, um, and, and then it's, uh, it's game time, and we're just trying to get them as, as mentally prepared for the game as possible.
1: Yeah, I know you got to run here in a minute, but I got to get one more question sure. in here. You've been in Everett now for a couple of years. I know the Davis family has become very close to you. They listen to all of our games. Rick and Catherine and Ryan wouldn't let me off the hook if I don't ask. What has it been like to create those kind of bonds and friendships and family, really, quite frankly, in this Everett community for you over the last couple of years?
3: I mean, it's it's awesome. It's uh, any player who's played for the Aqua Sox knows there's there's a. More than a handful of die-hard fans who are out and embarking and embracing the rain when they were, when we're playing in April now, and, and even the short season, uh, like the fans there are just out, outstanding. And Rick and Kathy and Ryan are, are in the in the top three, I'd say, for me personally. Uh, but no, I mean it's just a, it's just an awesome experience, especially being from that area, seeing. Uh, I'm a little bit further north in Everett than I, I have been in the past, but I can almost almost call Everett home now. So it's, it's really fun to, to be back here and, and see them for the third consecutive season now.
1: Uh, definitely. He's a staple in the organization, although we know at some point he will move on. Brendan Michelson, thank you for your time.
3: Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Welcome back to the Everett Aqua Sox pregame show presented by Tulalip Resort and Casino and joining us right now today's starting pitcher Adam Mako and Adam we're going to play a game of 100 questions with you. I need to have you give me a number between 1 and 100 and it'll coincide with a question on my sheet and we'll get to know you a little bit here. Yeah, we'll go with number 74. What is it about the number 74? We don't get that one very often.
4: I don't know I just wanted to pick the most random number I could think of.
1: You did a good job. Let's go ahead and get the question here
4: for you. Your question
1: is who is your all-time favorite former athlete? Not a current athlete, but a former athlete. It can be any sport.
4: Uh, former athlete I would have to go with uh, either Nolan Ryan or of any sport, Muhammad Ali. Okay. Love Ali. Uh, just competitors and g- they get after it. Do you like the uh, the charisma too of Ali? Yeah. No, I love it. That's one of the that was one of the biggest things that stick out, so yeah. Like it.
1: Give us a little bit of a timeline here. I always hear about how you're from Slovakia. You you Grew up in
4: Canada, so what exactly is the timeline? When did you move? Where did you go next? And where have you been? So when I was uh, 11 years old, we moved from Slovakia to Ireland for about 16 months, a year and a half. And then after that, I was in 2013, moved to Canada and uh, lived there ever since. That begs the next question. When did baseball become a part of your life? It's always, it feels like it's always been a part of my life. Since grade one, uh, second day of school, I went to a baseball tryout and got it, uh, got it started there and slowly picked up over the years in competition and stuff like that, but it's always been a blast. So are you telling me that a lot
1: of kids in Slo- Slovakia are playing baseball?
4: No, not at all. It was, this was one of the only schools that had baseball as uh, extracurricular activities, and I was very lucky. So. That was very unique.
1: Definitely. We're seeing more and more players come out of Canada these days too. Matt Brash last year, you right now, and so many others. Talk a little bit about the baseball scene there in terms of especially youth and teenagers and how many players are playing and, and the level of which they're playing at.
4: I think Canada has a really lot of, uh, lot of good talent and uh, it's, I'm not sure if it's, it's been overlooked up until now or up until recently, but there's always guys that I compete with and everybody competes with that are, that are really good and have a shot to make it to the next level. It's just about how seriously they take it and uh, if, if they get seen. And
1: last week, we were up at Nat Bailey up in Vancouver. I've got to think almost the ideal situation for you being from Canada. just happened to be that where your turn in the rotation came, you got to play up there twice. So first of all, when you get up there on Tuesday, how many family members are there, uh, friends, whatnot? And how far are people coming to watch you pitch when you're at
4: the Nat? Yeah, no, I, I had friends come out and surprise me and watch me pitch that are uh, at UBC right now, University of British Columbia. And I had my girlfriend's uh, parents and family members and all sorts of people come out and watch me on Tuesday. And then on Sunday when I pitched, I had my parents come out watch my uh, first professional game. So that was awesome.
1: Yeah, I've got to think it's fun. But at the same time, a little nerve-wracking. Perhaps if it was, you didn't show it. You only gave up two hits over five innings and you struck out seven. Uh, added pressure, adrenaline, what was the feeling like on Tuesday?
4: Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's my uh, girlfriend and my parents always ask me this question, if I get any any more nervous than uh, if they're not there. And the answer is no. Like, I've, I feel pretty comfortable. I've had people watch me pitch since I was very, very little. And kind of when I'm locked in on the game, like, I sometimes think about them, but uh, it's, it's mostly about the game.
1: So did you have a chance to catch up with mom and dad and the rest of the folks? Maybe before the game on Sunday? I've got to think after the game, getting on the bus, getting ready to go. So when did you get a chance to see people?
4: Yeah, it was the uh, day before my Sunday game. My parents came out, so I got to show them around. They've never been to BC, so I got to show them around a little bit. And even after, I drove up to BC, so I, I was kind of on my own, so I could leave whenever I want. So I stayed stayed along uh, with them for a little bit, just showed them some, some cool spots that I like. Um, in Vancouver, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was one of my favorite days so far.
1: Sounds like I might need to check in with you the next time we're there. You know some of the cool spots then. Hey, today you're pitching against Tri-City for the second time this season. Your longest outing of the year last time at Funko Field, six innings. Tell me a little bit about this team. What kind of expectations do you have? And is it easier the second time around for you or perhaps is it maybe the other way around where they get to know you a little bit?
4: Right. I mean, I think it goes both ways. Once we see each other for the second time, it's about who's able to make the better adjustments and uh, and compete a little bit more. This team will will do everything. They they will play the game, they steal, they bunt, they they hit the ball. So, it's going to be it's going to be a fun baseball game.
1: Should be good. Adam Mako, the starting pitcher today. Thank you very much for your time. We're going to take a break right now. We'll have more on the Tulalip Resort and Casino pregame show right after this.
5: Our guest on the pregame show tonight is Aqua Sox right-handed pitcher Logan Reinhardt from Rancho Cucamonga, California, 16th rounder by Seattle back in 2019, out of California Baptist University, and uh, player of the game last night. Three shutout, hitless innings, the six strikeouts. Uh, congratulations! Uh, how happy are you with the way things have started so far?
6: Thank you very much. First off, uh, I'm just excited to be back. It's been a long journey getting back. Uh, undergoing Tommy John was something obviously I wasn't planned and I didn't think it would happen, but you know it happened and I'm excited to be back with the guys, be back with a teammate, be back in an environment where I can really just compete and get back out on the field.
5: Well, just kind of tracking it, so a journey for sure. So the short season A version of the Aqua Sox in 2019 finished the year with low A uh, West Virginia, the COVID year in 2020, then the injury happens. Uh, Tell us what happened and how the recovery was like.
6: Yeah, so pretty much I was just uh, out in the instruct league in 2020 for that little COVID league we had and uh, started feeling some elbow discomfort, so got a PRP injection, and that didn't really work. So recovered from that, rehabbed from that, and then started throwing bullpens again, still felt it. Um, And then we decided to undergo Tommy John, and it's been a long process, Um, about 14 months in total. Um, and it's just, it's, a, it's grueling more mentally than it is physically, um, but it's good. The trainers back in Arizona are phenomenal. They give you the ca- un- endless care that you need, um, and they really help me not only get prepared to get back onto the field physically, but mentally, like I said earlier. It really helped me not just in the weight room and in the training room and everything, but back on the field. Um, gives you a little different mindset, so really thankful for them.
5: And I've always wondered, so when you get to the point after the the rest and the rehabilitation, uh, how long into the process do you start throwing again? And when you do, what's that like?
6: Yeah, it kind of depends doctor to doctor, to be honest with you. Um, I started throwing around five, five and a half months. Um, And then it's kind of a six and six. You kind of throw for six months, build up that way, and then you throw bullpens off the mound for six months. And then usually about the last month and a half, two months, you're getting into lives and starting to get into some games and then free to go.
5: All right, Castis, Sox, right-handed Logan Reinhardt. So, uh, yeah, as you alluded to, uh, certainly have a lot of resources in the Mariners organization, coaches, trainers, strength coaches, etc. Uh, how have they sort of helped you to become the best version of
6: yourself? Uh, tremendously. Everyone from top to bottom. They really give you all the resources that you need and all the information that you need, and then they kind of just let you be the person you want to be. Um, and they kind of redirect you on the route they want you to go, obviously, when you stray off path. But they give you every resource you can think of, and then I feel like it's kind kind of up to you if you want to use those resources to better yourself or to kind of steer away. It's really up to you at that point, Um, but they do a tremendous job at making sure you know what your strengths are and then giving you everything to go actually perform and use those strengths.
5: What's it been like working with your pitching coach, Matt Pierpont?
6: Great. I actually just met him uh, this spring training, so we're still uh, a little unfamiliar faces, but as I've gotten to know him the last couple weeks, he's really really great. He gives everything, like I said, everything I need before starts. Um, He's really transparent, which is something I'm really big on I, I like someone to just shoot, shoot me straight tell me the truth um, whether I threw great or I threw bad like just tell me the truth um, and he's done that for me I know he's done that for a lot of other guys and he's a really really knowledgeable resource.
5: In terms of your continued development as a pitcher and it, it's always a game of adjustment, say every day maybe what are some of the things you're maybe working on the most right now?
6: Yeah right now um, just focusing on obviously commanding all my off-speed pitches. Uh, the sliders come come a little bit away since uh, 2019 and since since uh, surgery. Um, now it's just kind of commanding the changeup in the curveball and then kind of getting back to the velocity point that I was at before surgery. Um, it's You see ebbs and flows as you go through surgery, but now it's just about getting bigger, getting stronger, getting competing and kind of just getting back in the flow of things to really hope that velocity comes back and put everything together.
5: So uh, I think it was 53 pitches, first time out with the Aqua Sox, 51 last night. Is that kind of going to kind of be the plan for you? Do you see yourself maybe getting stretched out later?
6: Yeah, the plan is to stretch out. So uh, I think next start we're going to go four innings or 70 pitches, something like that. Um, we'll kind of do the same thing to start after that, and then we'll kind of just keep adding on every time. So I think the plan is like four and four, five and five, six and six, until I get up to around 90 pitches, um, and then that, that's the plan.
5: Well, it seemed early last night that changeup was working for you. You we were getting some swings and misses.
6: Yeah, it felt really good last night. Um, it's a pitch that. It's a total field pitch, so sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not, but it seems like the more catch play I play with it, I get a little better feel for it, and to to the left-handed hitters, it seems to be working, so just take it pitch by pitch. All right, Logan, thanks for being our guest. Oh, thank you very much. And soccer
5: soccer shock, right-hander Logan Reinhardt will have more right after this.
1: back to the Everd Aqua Sox Tulalip Resort and Casino pregame show. And joining us right now, relief pitcher Max Roberts. Max, I got to ask you a number between 1 and 100 to get this interview underway? 51. 51, okay. Each number. Okay. Randy Johnson, perhaps. Yep. Your question
7: Summer Olympics or Winter Olympics? Which do you prefer? uh winter olympics i always feel like i'm busy during the summer olympics and i always miss them but winter there's definitely a few more sports in there that i like to enjoy to watch
1: well give us two or three what do you like to watch about the winter olympics
7: well i don't even know what it's called but the snowboard racing is always interesting or the skiing stuff where they do a bunch of backflips or just like the downhill slalom, stuff like that.
1: Okay, Fair enough, a guy from Indiana, like in the winter sports, we like that. Well, gotta ask you here, five straight outings now, you haven't given up a run. Seven and two thirds innings, and these numbers are kind of alarming really. You've only walked one batter and you've struck out 15 during that time. What's What's been different for you lately, or is anything different?
7: Uh, just kind of piecing a couple things together. I've been working on quite a few things, but gaining some velo and then just locating a lot better overall. Uh, I would just get really far behind in the count, and then when I would go back to a fastball, it'd be a ball, and uh, just kind of worked on that stuff in throwing program and been a lot better about hitting spots.
1: How easy is it to make those adjustments in midseason? I would think a lot of times when you guys are in spring camp or other times, maybe a little bit more uh, of a time to do that, but you're, you seem to be, be doing it on the fly right now.
7: Yeah, it's just something that Later in your career, you just have to make adjustments quicker uh, if you want to stay around. But yeah, I mean, just kind of figuring out what I need to work on. I struggled there for a little bit and then just figured out like it wasn't anything too big. It was just keep it simple and just go after the hitters and just get ahead, stay ahead.
1: We talk about it in sports a lot, but the word confidence, how big of a factor is that? I mean, obviously, we saw you and Eugene, you go out and you strike out five out of six batters and one out. Just the fact that you kind of have this role going right now, obviously the stuff has to be there too, but how much of it is mental?
7: Definitely a huge part is mental. I mean, if you're struggling, you're searching for things that maybe aren't there and it, just, it comes down to just something small that you're really trying to get after. But yeah, once you get on a roll, it's definitely a lot easier taking the ball and going out there and then it's just keeping the same mindset and keeping everything simple and just doing the little things.
1: I did want to ask you, too, you get drafted in the seventh round back in 2017. You played with a separate team back in 2018, a very different world. I mean, quite frankly, short season at the time, low A ball. Here you are four years later, you've been through Tommy John surgery. You've been through COVID and we missed a whole season. Probably not the journey you were picturing in your mind when you were drafted, but how much different are you as a person in the last five years and how
7: much has that journey changed you? Uh, completely different I never saw never thought I would have surgery so I was different missing a full year with that and then with COVID it was another thing it was just another two years in a row missing and I was like sheesh, like it's been a long time since mm-hmm. i actually been out there and then last year just getting back into the flow of things uh, started throwing a lot harder with those two years the year of rehab and then just lifting during COVID and then even this year just completely different putting on more velo back when I signed I did not throw very hard and just kind of learning what you got to do to get better and how to do it and so it's i've definitely made huge gains uh throughout my career here
1: a different appreciation of the game
7: yes absolutely i mean when i first started i didn't really know what i was getting into and then i realized like sheesh you got to get you got to be a lot better you got to get get a lot better so yeah, it's definitely changed quite a bit for me.
1: And I know back in college you were a starter. And as a matter of fact, you were 10 and 1 in 13 starts. How much of an adjustment has that been for you? You've had some time to make that adjustment, but nonetheless, I've got to think you probably grew up as a starting pitcher all your life. What's that been like for you?
7: Yeah, starting my whole life. Uh, going to the pen was super fun. Last year I did it at the beginning of the year, and it was just all right, call down, get hot, and then throw hard for an inning, and you were done. And then last year I did become a starter for three, four weeks and just absolutely hated it. But it was just something I had to do. And then once I came back, once I finished a couple weeks of that. They were like, all right, going back to the pen. And I just prefer the pen. I just love just hanging out and then just getting hot quick and going in the game and just being able to throw as hard as you can, just one or two innings and getting out of there. Kind of a camaraderie there with you and the guys in the pen too, right? Yep, absolutely. Just hanging out down there. It's a good time.
1: All right, Max Roberts, we appreciate your time. Best of luck, and uh, congratulations on this newfound success. We hope to see you keep, uh, keep it rolling. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: To Peabody, a line drive, one high flag down, backhanded by Levy. He has it and throws him out. Swinging a fly ball, left field slicing towards the line, long run. Miles Miller also going out as a third baseman, Cole Barrow makes the catch. And he made it all the way down near the Aqua Sox bullpen. What a play by Barr. Wow. Ground ball to the right side. Diving. Stopped by Parker from shallow right field. Throws him out. What a play by James Parker. Here's a 1-0 catch to Tori Alba swing and a line drive. One hopper. Flagged down by Martin. Long throw to first is in time. What a play by Marte! In the pitch, swinging a ground ball, hit to third. Parker has it. Second, one throw to first. That's in time for the double play, and they go around the horn to get it. Five, four, three—double play—and that is tonight's Skyline Properties Guild Mortgage play of the game. Flings head to drive to left center field. Coming on, Labrada there to make a diving catch. Labrada had Romo played perfectly and he sprinted over to his spot, made a sliding, diving catch. Baroa right-handed delivers, and Russ Tuyo's going to sack of the pitch is inside. Throw to second base is on the money. That is in time. What a throw by Andy Thomas. Baroa, his one-one pitch. To Zach Bean. There goes Diaz. Pitch is low. Throw to second is in time. They got him. How about Andy Thomas? He's two for two tonight pitch is inside throw the third as the runner was in motion it's in time and Tori Alba is thrown out no how about Andy Thomas tonight he has thrown out four would-be base dealers hits the rest of two Yochua got popped up this might do it Maybe a play for Thomas to the base of the screen he's got it and the ball game is over right in front of the backstop screen Andy Thomas shows Mike Desso at the third baseline. Beautiful thought. Charged by Barr. Bare hands Goes to first. Are you kidding me? Did he get it? Yes! Oh, Cole Barr, what a play! Didn't think there was any chance in the world he was going to get him. Cole Barr halfway down the third baseline on the grass. Bare hands. In one motion, snaps a throw to first. Diaz with his speed. He was out. Back, back, back. Moon shots! and honest waiting yuma
2: way back
0: there Parker waits. the next one swing a high fly ball belted deep left field ward will turn and watch it go it's a three-run home run for james parker a one ball one strike to mike salvatore and the next one swing and a drive deep left field down the line into the corner this ball is gone the only question was whether or not he could keep it fair and he shoots it out of here, his second home run. 2-1 pitch to Salvatore, swing and a high fly ball launched to deep left field. Mark to the track to the wall, and Mike Salvatore is hit another home run. 1-0 pitch, swing and a drive to deep left field. That's going, going, that's a goner. Mike Salvatore another home run. His third of the series, his second of the night, his fourth since Sunday. Oh, I would love to see him get a hold of one right here. Here's a strike one pitch to Dwellby Marte. Swing and a drive to dead center. Back goes Rastutuio. He's going away back. And that ball is gone. Dwellby Marte, a three-run blast to dead center.